0: If I cut my hair like this,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you would be ready to leave me. As a matter of fact, years ago, I bought a wig like this, Ooh. and I called you, and I think I sent you a picture. Yeah, you sent we didn't me a have FaceTime of it. at that point, right? Oh, I sent my you a God. picture.
1: I-, I still remember what you had on. You had on a purple velour sweatsuit. Ooh. I remember. I remember. I remember everything. So about I it.
0: sent you a picture. That's
1: how much it scarred me
0: with my new hairdo. Yes. And I was at my grandma's house. Right. So I, I had told you that I just went to get my hair done. Yeah. Right. And you're like, OK, let me see. Right. I send you the picture. And then I called you because you didn't call me immediately after, you know, I sent the picture. Yeah. And I'm like, Eddie, you like my new haircut and you're just sitting on the phone in silence mm-hmm. and you're kind of like, man, um, I'm going to have to call you back.
1: It's Carmel and Cheddar Mane We forever main It's Carmel and Cheddar Mane A forever thing It's Carmel and Cheddar Mane forever, made Carmel and Cheddar, man. A forever man. We're Carmel and Cheddar. We watch reels together. Late nights, Letterman. Relationship veterans. I watch screens and make points. I'm the weatherman. She wear a heart on her sleeve like a Letterman. Too much flavor. Grew up famous. Chi-town raised us. New York paid us. Caramel and Cheddar, is that Shottown town mix. She the side queen I'm the Southside kid. We out of this world like a sci-fi flick. But if it ain't about love, then it's not about this. Cause we've been through everything Thought it would never change I gave her a wedding ring But came up for everything. Cheddar, forever Cheddar, a forever thing It's Carmel and Cheddar, man. We forever made It's Carmel and Cheddar, A forever thing It's Carmel and Cheddar, We forever made It's Carmel and Cheddar, What's up, guys? This is Eddie Curry And this is my beautiful wife, Patrice And welcome to the Carmel and Cheddar podcast now, I've got over a decade experience in the NBA, but that pales in comparison to the 16 plus that I've gotten being married.
0: Those 16 years have us feeling like we are highly qualified to watch and dissect love films and share with you guys the love that we see in it and how we see it. And believe it or not, we don't always agree. Really? Yes, because I'm right and you're wrong.
1: I don't know about that one. All right, guys, so today we got a good one. This is a classic Black love film, Boomerang. Boomerang. Now, Boomerang stars Eddie Murphy as Marcus, a womanizing ad agent who has his way with women, and then he breaks up with them for all types of shallow reasons, like having bad feet. He always examines their feet after they have sex.
0: But then he runs into Jacqueline, played by Robin Givens, who gives him a taste of his own medicine. She treats him the same way he's treated so many women in his past, and he really can't handle it. Luckily, he falls in love with Angela, played by Halle Berry, and he ends up playing her also to get back with Jacqueline because he thinks he really loves her. But he Mm. finds out that Angela is really the one for him and he leaves Jacqueline, and he goes back to Angela, and she takes him back with a lot of apprehension and fear, and then they sail off into the sunset.
1: Yeah, man, this was a typical Eddie Murphy fashion. I mean, this was plenty of cameos in this movie. I mean, you got Eddie Murphy, obviously. You got Martin Lawrence, David Allen Grier, Eartha Kitt, Grace Jones, Holly Berry, Robin Givens, Chris Rock. I mean, It was crazy. The list is crazy in this movie, and I can't wait to break this down. All right, guys, so in typical Carmel and Cheddar fashion, we're going to break this film down into three topics. Topic number one will be... Are you shallow? Are you shallow? And topic number two is going to be, can someone from your past be good for your future?
0: And topic number three is going to be workplace romance. Mm,
1: we're pretty familiar with that one. Yes, we are. All right, we're looking forward to this one. Let's jump right into it. All right, so for my listening audience, <laughs> you guys wouldn't know this, but uh, let me tell you what I'm sitting next to right now. This is not the typical Patrice Curry, okay? Patrice has made a major change. Mm-hmm. Um, she came in here today and she's got the short. Bob going right now with it's her It's the hair. Halle Berry. The Halle Berry look. Right. I'm loving it. Um, I'm no, not you're really, not. I'm, I'm really not Yeah, you're it, really but, not. You know, I, I love everything you do, I'm, <laughs> and, I, and I support everything you do. So,
0: As I, long as it's not going to stay. And it's
1: not permanent, mm-hmm. so that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a bad look, though. It's really not. But, but I, could
0: you see yourself with me with my haircut like this? Uh, I no, know. you can't even look at me.
1: Because you look like somebody else. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who I'm looking at. I spent so long, like for so long, I felt like I would get in trouble for looking at somebody else. Now it's like, am I cheating? Or well, I don't, this might I don't be know like
0: something spicy. You know? Ooh,
1: that's another movie. Maybe All I'll right, do. cool. Okay. So let's get. But yeah, you got to, She got her. She got her holly berry look going today. She got the 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 baggy jeans and the and the nineties tee, the nineties uh, button up going on. I'm mm-hmm. liking your swag today. Okay. So, but let's hop right into topic number one. Okay. Shallowness. Shallow. Much. Are we shallow?
0: Are you shallow?
1: Um, am I shallow? Yes. You said yes. I am shallow. Or you, you are. agreeing that that's the topic we?
0: we no, 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 both. Oh,
1: I am. I'm, I'm shallow. Don't you think so? I I don't think I'm shallow.
0: If I cut my hair like this, mm-hmm. you would be ready to leave me. As a matter <sighs> of fact, years ago, I bought a wig like this. Ooh. And I called you. And I think I sent you a picture. Yeah, you sent we didn't me a have FaceTime at that point, right? Oh, I sent you a God. picture.
1: I, I still remember what you had on. You had on a purple velour sweatsuit. I remember, I remember. I remember everything. So about I it.
0: sent you a picture. That's
1: how much it scarred me
0: with my new hairdo. Yes. And I was at my grandma's house, right? So I I had told you that I just went to get my hair done. Yeah. Right, and you're like, okay, let me see. Right, send you the picture, and then. I called you because you didn't call me immediately after, you know, I sent the picture. Yeah. And I'm like, Eddie, you like my new haircut? And you're just sitting on the phone in silence mm-hmm. and you're kinda like, Man, um I'm gonna have to call you back.
1: Yeah. And yeah. then then you to.
0: text me.
1: Cause did we have did we have kids yet? We had kids. I right? think
0: we had rain. Yeah,
1: we had rain. So at that point I had to I had to really dig
0: deep. Then you text me and tell me deep. pretty much like, I don't know if I could do this.
1: Yeah, because it, it wasn't the physical, it wasn't It wasn't what you did is how you did it, you know? I felt like if it was a little bit of communication that took place before that, if we were both on board that, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about cutting my hair off and completely changing myself from what you fell in love with, then uh, maybe I wouldn't appear so shallow. So okay. it's, it's not the act.
0: Okay, cool, right? I hear you saying that. Mm-hmm. But there have been a number of times that you have decided to just shave off your mustache and your beard with no yeah. conversation yeah and I ain't like that right but it didn't really matter to you in
1: my defense though you you talk about my beard you used to talk about it
0: it used to like irritate me when yeah. we kiss like tickle me and stuff
1: I think I think it's kind of become who I am yeah honestly like I think I look weird without the beard but yeah me too but I think shallow in this in this particular film boomerang-hmm how Eddie Murphy was shallow, how Marcus was shallow. It was more along the lines of he had a thing about feet. Mm-hmm. He hated bad feet. To him, that was his deal breaker. Yeah. So he would always do this thing where after he would have sex and, you know, the girl would be asleep and he would always, like, kind of pull the blankets up a little bit <laughs> and show the feet. And if and, they
0: were bad, he would, like, oh, get man. the hell out of Dodge, oh, like, slide out of, out of the, the bed. slide out the bed. Is- quietly as possible yeah. and run
1: so i wouldn't i wouldn't have done that
0: bro you like, almost broke up with me via text oh,
1: man i don't remember that
0: Yeah, i remember it
1: it's kind of foggy it's no foggy. you
0: remember what i was wearing but you don't remember how disgusting yeah, you were I, I don't
1: remember like yeah you did. Do. i don't remember wanting to call I it was like,
0: i called you like are you kidding like are you serious and you're like i just really don't know if i could do this like right. oh my haircut bro like hair grows back eddie
1: if i could defend that young man that was going through that at the time. Mm -hmm. I would say he was a young man who was dealing with some trust issues Mm. and that um, that was a form of distrust. That was a form of breaking his trust. Maybe he saw that as an early warning sign Mm. and was like, you know what? If she can do this, maybe we should rethink this. whole. Maybe
0: she could do all the things that I've done. Oh, Oh, that's what she was thinking.
1: How does this come up? How does, okay, but listen. It was
0: just a haircut. It was,
1: I, I guess it was just a haircut. Just a fake But it, it wasn't a haircut. And I love that it wasn't a haircut. <laughs> and I love that this is just a But wig. I kind
0: of was like, dang, like, that's kind of weird. Like, what do I do with this?
1: I mean, if I shaved my head bald, what would you What would you do? How would you react to that?
0: I'd get you some hats until it grew back. Oh what I mean, what could I do when you shaved your face off? You loved it. No, I didn't.
1: It's a picture right there with me with no beard.
0: You were young then, though. You were cute then. But once I had the beard, I was like, oh, okay, he's stepping it up a notch, right?
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: And then you cut it off and I'm like, so we going backwards? We going back to like 18?
1: Sometimes I want to feel young. Nah,
0: get out of here with that. If you want to feel young, let me line you up and, you know,
1: trim you up a bit. But don't just
0: get rid of all of it.
1: That's not the look. I guess what we really need to get to the bottom of is what is a shallow deal breaker? Because, I mean, I know for a fact that there are women in my life, in my family, mm-hmm. that I feel like because of their shallowness, they may not be with certain guys or they walked away from relationships or, the, or just potential relationships and they end up out here searching and, like, you know what, I can't find the right guy, I can't find the right guy. To me, I feel like maybe those were shallow deal breakers that you kind of maybe, you know, need to kind of. So you know what I, like, deal, I deal with that.
0: So what are the things that that turn them away from those guys? Like what's shallow?
1: I mean, I don't know what they are, but I mean, like I know some I know some people in my family want a tall guy, so they' like, you know what? I want a tall guy because I want tall kids, my brother's tall, like I want to be around tall people, right. But they've been around some really nice short guys or average sized guys.
0: I mean, I don't think that's shallow because I'm going to tell you I did not want to have kids with a short man. That's I shallow. Didn't. That's not shallow. I I wanted to give my kids a better a leg up <laughs> in a this world, up. right? Because I feel like taller people, you get more looks. Like you get more you have more advantages. I really like feel what? like that.
1: Tall people Mm-hmm. I'll probably never get casted in a movie, even though I'm probably an incredible actor. Mm-hmm. But because all the rest of the actors are really small, like mm-hmm. that's.
0: I mean, you could get casted like in Green Mile.
1: See, that's what I'm saying. Bro, why, like, I gotta, why? You gotta, I gotta be play, the tall guy, or you could be in Love and Basketball. Coffee. I don't want uh, uh Michael Clark Duncan.
0: Yep.
1: R. P. Michael Clark Duncan, but I don't want to be John Coffee. I don't want to be that guy, even though I did get offered that one role a long time ago. Yeah,
0: a basketball and, player. Um,
1: I should have did that. I
0: wish you would have did back.
1: it. I wanted to do that. I was taking the advice of somebody and they were like, no, nah, man, they ain't going to have my nephew yeah, yeah, playing this yeah. big black inmate. Yeah. I'm like, man, I'm cool with playing the big black inmate, bro. I <laughs> okay, want to be the cool, big black Like, inmate, like put bro. me in there. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, give me but, a role.
1: You know what? But yeah, I feel like being tall it ain't everything.
0: Man. I think it's a lot of things, though. Like, because, for me, I, I'm short, right? I'm I'm short as heck. I'm five one and a half, right? And I don't, like, I feel and, and that like. that
1: wasn't a deal breaker for me.
0: It wasn't because you you wanted somebody
1: short. No, I wanted, I wanted, I'm young. I'm thinking I want, a, I want a pretty girl. I felt like you were pretty. I felt like you had pretty hair. I was, I really liked pretty hair. Like, I felt like your hair was pretty and all that. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like all I was thinking was, man, if we had kids, our kids are going to be really, really good looking kids. Mm. So for me, my own personal criteria, you matched that. Yeah, um, I didn't. I wasn't saying, oh, I want somebody that's under five feet or yeah. or five under five one. I did but you know, well, because if you were taller, if you were five five, if you were five eight, six feet, shut up. I could have had me. I could have had me a Yao Ming. You, you could have,
0: right? But but for me, I definitely didn't want to have sons my height. Right. I didn't want to put my sons in this world and have them be like those men that are. Passed over because they too small. So did you pass small.
1: up on relationships because dudes were too too small for you?
0: Um, I just knew it was. I was never gonna have a marriage with somebody that was short.
1: A marriage?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I dated a short guy, but I knew I wasn't gonna marry him. It was just like, okay, I'm just dating him.
1: What kind of?
0: I knew it wasn't gonna be forever.
1: Don't you tell your husband that. Oh. You do not tell your husband that you just entertain somebody.
0: I did for a number of years, too. I just didn't want to, you know, raise up my count. But I definitely knew I wasn't going to, it was not going to be forever.
1: And I hope to goodness that you guys had a non-sexual relationship. It was
0: very non-sexual. We never had sex.
1: I don't know if I believe that. And that, my friends, is a deal breaker. So (laughs) you better not be lying to me. No, I'm just joking. No, I just,
0: uh, just, you could call it shallow because I'm short and it should have been like, like, that's not a big deal. But
1: but in, but in your case, it worked, though, because yeah. you were able to still get married. You have kids and all that type of stuff. But for some women, for a lot of women, for a lot of men, it doesn't really work that way. Sometimes you end up passing up on those, yeah. on those good people
0: yeah. because of these shallow
1: that. reasons. You
0: can't be too picky in this world, that's right? That's
1: what I'm saying. Maybe this is kind of a two-part question. Should the deal breaker be physical? Like, should you not make a deal breaker be a physical thing?
0: I don't think we could put it like that because you like what you like, and you want the person that you're with and that you spend your life with to be somebody that you're attracted to. Mm-hmm. And boomerang them feet, they had to be nice. He wanted his woman to put on some nice heels, and her toes look good. Like I, but they I respect make
1: closed toe shoes. for They a do, reason.
0: but sometimes you want your girl to have some open toe shoes on.
1: I mean, first, I don't even think feet are all that appealing anyway. I The corns and stuff, that's a little bit, you know? Yeah. But then I gotta, then you gotta ask yourself, like, okay, what, maybe she was a ballerina.
0: (laughs) Right. Maybe she played basketball. Right.
1: She could have hooped. She could be a hooper. So it
0: is what it is. Like maybe she's a dancer. Maybe she's making her living on the toes. A dancer. I mean, like, a dancer. A dancer. Like, careful. Not, I mean, I don't care what kind of strippers' toes ain't confined to shoes. So those, Uh, those, they ain't messing up their feet dancing. I mean, like, well, depends
1: on what kind of stripper you are.
0: What? They wear shoes? If
1: you if you want one of them one of them clubs, like yeah, they they coming out there. Do strippers wear shoes? I don't even know. I like, mean, heels. I've never maybe. been to a strip club, so I, I really Somebody out there gonna have to let me know. Do strippers wear shoes?
0: From what I see on TV, they don't wear club. like closed-toe shoes. They ain't in there with no gym shoes on that's too small, or no pumps that's too tight. Like they're in there with some stripper heels on, with them big old thick. Soles, you know, th- yeah, th- yeah th- those toes t- are out.
1: I'm gonna take your word for it. Yeah, okay. I've never been to I a know stripper, that's right. So we are gonna
0: and you bet not never go.
1: I don't ever want to go <laughs> unless I'm with you, right? In that wig,
0: right? <laughs> okay, we're talking about feet.
1: We're talking about feet, and then, and and in this house,
0: uh-huh.
1: feet are really like touchy subject.
0: Like you scarred some of my kids.
1: Yeah, because my feet. feet do this thing where like that middle. That long toe kind of, like, goes over there. So You know, I was and, praying and that I my thought, kids
0: didn't get that Well, let me trait. tell you,
1: I thought that that was because, I thought it was just because, like, I, I grew up and I wore, like, small shoes for a long oh, time. Oh, you thought
0: your shoes did that yeah, to I your thought,
1: feet. I thought it was my shoes that was doing that until hmm. my oldest daughter,
0: Mm-mm-mm. Reagan,
1: and I'm sorry, Reagan, for saying your name because she's going to— And
0: Raiden has it,
1: too. Raiden has it, well, but he don't care. <laughs> but, re, re, my my daughter, my my oldest daughter Reagan, she's seventeen, and literally she'll walk in the room, and I just look down, and she'll and she'll correct it. She'll like she'll like straighten them out, and like put her other foot on top of it. Like, man, Dad, Dad. So, I mean,
0: I, I've I've purchased things for her to. Correct these problems really? with both feet. And she refuses to wear them. Like, like from the the age of maybe 10, I've been buying stuff. You're supposed to just put it on your toe and you know, you wear it and it'll it'll help adjust it. Or there's a uh like a silicone one that you put in between there and it just keeps it from overlapping and eventually your bones will adjust. Yeah. And she just she's like, I'm not, no.
1: But my, my thing is, right? Mm-hmm. I asked myself, if a young man. Mm-hmm was interested in my daughter Mm -hmm. and I was, and they caught me on a good day to where I was okay with him dating my daughter.
0: Mm -hmm. And they had sex
1: whoa i never said
0: that oh that was doing like the marcus thing no oh oh, no. oh okay for some All reason right.
1: they went bowling or something and
0: oh they, and he had to see her feet yeah, she some, went bowling oh it was in the summertime
1: summertime bowling oh,
0: okay so she had on sandals yeah. or something she for some reason
1: off. he saw her feet okay any reason other than oh, sex, they went swimming any reason other than sex <laughs> he saw her feet you're tweaking
0: they went to the beach
1: they went to the beach okay well, we went to the beach with them. Okay, because ain't nobody taking my daughter to the beach by herself. Uh uh-uh. oh. I'm sorry. This is. I
0: mean, what's gonna happen at the beach?
1: Who knows what's gonna happen at the beach? Okay. I met you at the beach. <laughs> I'm just, but no, I just I, I wonder like like what would be my reaction if
0: she came home and said, "Dad, Dad, i so broke hurt. Up with me.
1: He broke up with me
0: because he said my feet are a deal breaker. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'll probably break his toes, right? <laughs> Really? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so,
1: and at the same time, I would teach her that that is this is a teachable moment, Reagan. Mm-hmm. If somebody want to break up with you for something so shallow as your toes, mm-hmm. then I mean you shouldn't be with them anyway. Mm-hmm. And I would probably tell him about how insecure he is and how his mom's feet are probably you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it was something you like, bring it back around. Well, yeah, oh, hopefully yeah.
0: though, it's not a situation like in Boomerang where you know he doesn't check the feet until after he gets the meat.
1: Patrice, why, why are you like this right now? It's that wig. That wig is evil. That wig
0: is. Evil. I just think it's funny to just make you that, that wig uncomfortable. is evil.
1: And if you don't stop with my daughter, okay, okay. It's, it's bad enough. She's gonna probably see this and be like, "Dad, I can't believe you mentioned my toes. You said my name, and now,
0: yeah, Reagan, you, don't have sex you're until you're married. Some
1: young man,
0: save it, save it for
1: marriage. Save it to your second marriage
0: married
1: twice? <laughs> I just want to make no, sure. No, we just want it to I be one sure and done. I make sure it's right. We're going to Save make it sure for marriage, right We'll save it to your second marriage.
0: All right, so we're going to move Topic into... Topic number two. Okay.
1: Which is, can something or someone from your past be, be good, good for, for your, your future? future. Mm, let's talk about it.
0: I think yes. The answer is yes. Somebody from your past can be good for your future. Yeah. But you just have to you have to be discerning. You have to make sure that...
1: Because every situation is different.
0: Right. You have to make sure that that person has changed or grown or that they have, you know, developed further in their walk of life before you just go back and deal with the same crap all over again.
1: I agree.
0: But that's what Jacqueline was. She was the same.
1: She was the same. He went back
0: and realized, bro, I love Angela. This is not going anywhere. Like... Let me go where my heart is instead of trying to just conquer this. It was more of an ego thing for him going backwards. And I think that's another thing that we got to be careful about. If you're going to go backwards, it can't be because, oh, I'm going to change this person or I'm going to make them be this person. Like, you got to just be worried about who you are and how you're growing and what you're doing. And if it circles back around, then maybe it's meant to be. But be careful because it might not be.
1: So you're saying basically if it comes back like a boomerang? If it, it
0: comes a- like a boomerang. What you saying? If it, if it swings back around like right. that boomerang, it might be worth it. But,
1: yeah, and I, but I
0: think, it might hit you in the head. It
1: might, it might hit you in the face, though, for real. And if somebody hit you in your face, do not go back. I'm talking about like. Physical. Th- physically. Like, yeah, we can get through some things and we could, you know what I'm saying? You hurt me or whatever the case may be. You embarrass me. Right. We talked it out.
0: I can forgive you, you for something. Comfortable
1: with the fact that you won't do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think once you physically put your hands on somebody, I mean that might be that might have to be it, I
0: think. But there are also like those people who are not gonna change. So sometimes you don't need yeah. to step back. Like I don't want to go backwards.
1: Yeah. You gotta put the work in though. You know, I think that was a lot of like what I had to realize just in our own personal relationship, like Like, it was times when I was trying to, like, man, Patrice, like, let it go. Like, I had to realize it wasn't up to me to tell you when you were healed and when or if you were ready to accept me back and make things normal again.
0: Yeah, it's hard to let go of things when they're constant reminders of what you're doing or what you've done. And when you've killed somebody's trust so bad that now I can't let this go because as soon as I turn my back, I got to be worrying about if you're going to do it again. Like, who wants to live like that? Right. So it was hard to let go of certain things. But thank God for growth.
1: Huh. Yeah. yeah. Growth, patience, prayer.
0: Mm-hmm. All of that. God. Maturity. God.
1: God is pretty much prayer, right?
0: Yeah. God. I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. If my daughter was in a situation with a man the way that I was with you, out the gate, I'm going to tell her, leave him alone. You Mm. do not need to sit around and let nobody break your heart over and over again to love them. Like it's not worth it. But even with you, like there were times where I just wanted to be done. And there were times where I mentally, I was done. I was just there, but there was also, it was also like deep within me that I, I, I saw what the future looked like. You know, I knew that this could be forever. And I felt like, and I and you knew, like having kids for me meant this is forever. I'm not about to be nobody's baby mama. I'm not about to be going around. I got kids with you and I got kids with him. I got to split my kids up during, you know, holidays and birthdays. And I, I didn't want to do that. So I felt like since I made the decision to have a child with you, then it, this was something that I was going to fight for and work through and pray about, and, you know, Mm -hmm. God is a miracle worker. I mean... You going to tell your friend this thing?
1: I'm going to tell my friend, if I know... That's what I'm saying. I just got to know everything about the. So relationship. you're
0: never gonna tell your friend to go because you're not gonna know everything about the relationship.
1: I mean, I literally given my cut. Like I'm, I've, I've told my cousins and things like that. Like, look, I'm not gonna be telling you to leave your wife, bro. Like, because I'm, I, I'd be a hypocrite to tell you that. Yeah. So I'm gonna be the one to tell you, bro. Fight for your family, bro. Yeah. yeah. You messed up. Whatever the case may be. Yeah, I know things are weird, and mm-hmm. she acting like she don't love you, and she don't want to have sex with you, bro. It comes with it, bro. Yeah. So you gotta earn all of that back, though. It'll happen. I you mean, just that's gotta, good you advice. gotta work for it. But it and really
0: also, depends on how how intense the situation. Yeah, is, for sure.
1: Right? Now, if it's yeah, if it just wanna hurt yourself or hurt them, like yeah, for yeah. sure. But I think that if you're in a place where it's just on some like, man, I got. I don't want to see him. I got to sleep on the couch for a few nights and this and that and things are good. And then we arguing and then we are good and then we arguing like that, com- that comes with it. It comes with violating somebody's trust, you know, Yeah. and hurting somebody.
0: But I think that also for us, what helped with the healing process was therapy. It wasn't just, no, you know, no. that we prayed.
1: Therapy did not help. No,
0: therapy helped me. No, it didn't. It didn't help us.
1: Because I remember us I remember I going to couples therapy. Yeah, I'm
0: saying it didn't help us.
1: And they like, Patrice, you're yeah. going to have to let some stuff go. Yeah, no. And you wasn't trying to hear that. And I think you walked out of there feeling like they were on my side.
0: Yeah, I felt like, what kind of BS is that they're telling me? Right. Like, let it go. How am I going to let it go if I don't even know if he's going to do it again? Like, right. he just keeps doing the same stuff. How about then y'all then they, fix and, him? And then they're like,
1: Eddie, are you going to do it again? I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it again. They're yeah. like,
0: and I'm the like, huh, that's some again. BS like yeah, no, No, he's lying. Yeah, no, but I'm. But in all honesty, like, for me, the therapeutic part was me fixing what was wrong within myself, like right. what was broken within me. Sometimes that's where you got to start when you're having these issues, and you're because you hurt me a lot. Yeah. So I had to heal myself first before I could even open myself up to for thinking sure, that for sure. this could be And, and know, I'm not saying therapy
1: fixed. isn't good because I think therapy is great. And I think you should have someone to talk to Yeah. that's like unbiased. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Talking to- Even though
0: I felt they was biased. Like
1: you talking to my parents about our relationship probably wouldn't help your spirit as much as it would you talking to somebody else that you felt like-
0: Wasn't on your side. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because you're going to naturally feel like my parents, are, even though I do feel like my mom and my dad will give you, like, some unbiased... No. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, they, they. I know that they want us together. So I know that their information, they probably wouldn't be like, Patrice, you probably should just leave them. You know what I'm saying? Like, so talking to somebody that's not connected to the situation definitely is going to help. Mm-hmm. Talking to somebody that's not trying to get you to leave me so they can get with you is going to help. So if you saw angela if you knew angela and you saw eddie murphy stepping out on her you saw marcus stepping out on her would you be recommending to her that like okay give it a second try because this could work or do you think this could do you think this can be sustainable or do you think this is just going to be its history will eventually repeat itself like when you saw them walking away together at the end of boomerang do you feel like it's going to be a boomerang part two?
0: No. So, honestly, the Patrice today, yeah, the Patrice, you know, 21 years into a relationship, would recommend to her, like, y'all can fix this, mm-hmm. right? The same way, like, honest to God, when Hardy being offset, when, when he got caught, I legit, I, like, hit her up, like, girl, like, he was doing everything, trying to beg and get her back and, you know, pleading publicly and all of that, like, please give this man another chance like he loves you like i really did say that because i do feel like there are certain people who if they're showing you all the right things and and you know that they're capable like some things you have to realize that people are damaged and and either they're going to be willing to fix those things within themselves or something is going to happen to them that's going to make them change those things and in those instances, I feel like, yeah, it's worth it to work through things and fix it. So I would tell Angela, yeah, like, you know, man, he's he's pulling out all the stops. Like he's really trying. The same way Offset was with Cardi B, he was, he was really trying. Like everybody was clowning him, like, dude, is begging on the internet. He's looking mm-hmm. like a fool. But I respected that because I felt like, I mean, he's showing up at her shows and stuff, just the same way like Marcus showed up at Halle- at Angela's new job. Right. I felt like Man, he's really trying here. Yeah. So, yes, I would recommend like like what's the worst that's going to happen? Y'all don't have any kids. It's not like, you know, you're you're tied down to this forever. If he messes up again, if he proves to be less than what what he's saying he is, then, you know, take it from there at that point. But right now, like you owe it to yourself cuz you still love this man, right? You she clearly was still in love with him, you know, like He's telling you he loves you, too. Like, let's see what happens. That's what I would suggest. So, yeah, I think that it's possible that they could work out. But remember when they're walking away and that that woman walks past them and she's like, you know, Coca-Cola bottle figure. And Angela says to him, like, something like, I'll oh, slap the whatever mm. out of you if you turn around. I dare you to turn around yeah. and look at her. I also feel like you have to adjust some things, right? Like. Yeah. I had to adjust some things within myself in order to continue this relationship. I I couldn't continue to be like that soft, like, you know, take care of you 24-7 person. I had to make sure that you were changing and growing. You had to prove that you were who you said you were going to be to me. So I definitely had to make some adjustments as well. And that's what I would recommend. And I'm sure that's what Angela did. That's what she showed. So
1: basically, like like how right now how we got the same lock code on our phones.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, that type of thing.
0: Yeah, it's like okay. playing spades, you know, with yeah. the cards up. Okay. All trust.
1: I got you. Fellas. <laughs> you're going to have to y'all going to have to share lock codes, bro.
0: I mean, you just have to change. You know, you have no, to No,
1: that's that's yeah. You have I mean, to at like, that point, you know, once you mess up, I mean, you got to do what you got to do.
0: Yeah. If you want If back, that's what you want, you yeah, got to work it back, for it. You
1: got to do what you got to do to make to make things right, to make her comfortable.
0: And I think that's what he did. And I and she so set too. her ground rules, too. Like, I'm not moving in with you again. No, yeah. That ain't happening. Like, you know, yeah. I'll never be in that position again where I have to pack, pack my, stuff my stuff up, and, up leave. and leave. You can live and, with me. And yeah. if it don't work out, you could bounce, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, I respected that.
1: I agree. I think I would advise them to uh, stick it out. I would yes. advise, Angela, give them another shot, please. Mm-hmm. Give them another shot. Okay, so now when we talk about workplace romance for this third topic, Mm -hmm. right? Obviously, we are very-
0: Experienced.
1: Experienced with this workplace romance. But for those of you who don't know, which is probably a lot of you don't know, Mm -hmm. we actually began our relationship through a workplace romance. We did. What was the name of that company? I forgot the company we was working for.
0: Uh, oh, the Chicago, the Chicago Bulls. Bulls. Yeah, the
1: Chicago Bulls. Yeah. We were working for the Chicago Bulls. I was employee number two. I was wearing number two at the time. But, uh, yeah, I was a I was a, <laughs> I was a rookie. You were the first person I saw when I came into the practice I worked, facility.
0: I was the receptionist she at the was, front office yeah. for the practice facility. I handled a lot of the simple day-to-day tasks right. early on.
1: And, and it was only, I would say maybe three or four people that worked in their facility. Uh-huh. So, I mean, outside of, like, BJ Armstrong and Pete Myers and— so
0: there were coaches. There were yeah, scouts. Yeah, there were coaches
1: and scouts and the GM, massage therapists. Yeah, but
0: the, the, the front office— The front office consisted of— There was three of, women. Yeah, three me women. Me and two other women. Right. Um. And I actually came in, and I took— When Jordan left, the receptionist that was there was a black woman. Can't remember her name, but she left when he left. Okay. So that position is the position that I took.
1: Right. So And it's so crazy because to get up to the film room you or to go to have a meeting with Jerry or any, or Jerry Reinsdorf whenever he was in the building, you would have to go up these stairs. And at the very top of the stairs, it was a desk right there. All the cubicles, the three cubicles was right there. And Patrice was right in front. She was the first, first face you saw. So obviously, I'm like who is this? Mm-hmm. I felt like you were just like the most beautiful person I saw. And I'm Aww. like, yeah. So I'm like, I'm asking BJ and Pete, like, yo, who is that? Blah, blah, blah. I'm Actually,
0: asking, you told I'm BJ doing, and I'm Pete. I'm doing my homework
1: day. on the team because, you know, I had to find out like, man, mm-hmm. who messing with her? Like, yo, know, anybody talking to her, y'all got her number, blah, blah, blah. So I had to do my homework.
0: Okay.
1: Had to do my homework. Eventually, I was able to. Persuade you that this young stallion mm. was a good look for you, mm. and um, we started our workplace romance.
0: We did, and here we are, twenty-one years later.
1: Twenty-one years later, but yeah,
0: workplace romances don't always work out for everybody. They don't, because I knew some players that was dating some of the girls in the um, other office. You know,
1: in the uh, United Center office. Yeah, oh and- wow.
0: That just didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, I knew some
1: stories about that, too. But that was a much, much bigger office. Yeah. A lot more people. That was crazy, too, though. Yeah. But that's that's for another movie. But, uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: In Boomerang, Marcus, to me, it seemed like he was dating every woman in the office at some point. Right? He, he just was having his or, way.
1: Yeah, or at least they liked
0: him. Going through yeah. these women. He was telling his assistant, send flowers to... 16 different women every yeah. every week or whatever it was. Yeah, use a normal credit card. Yes. And, you know, and the men in the office knew he was a player. Even Chris Rock, you know, the mailman, the mailboy whatever. He was like, oh, man. Yeah, you, gonna, you keep doing them women like that. I like that. You know, he was like bigging him up for what he was doing mm. until the roles reversed. Mm. And he's dating his, actually, she was his higher up. Robin Givens, right? Jacqueline. And she played him the same way he was playing everybody else. Like, right. yeah, this is just purely sexual. So, so. It,
1: I guess the question is, is a workplace relationship okay? Should it be okay?
0: I and mean, theoretically, it's frowned upon, right? Like, I mean, I
1: think this movie gave you kind of both sides of it. Yeah. Because realistically, Marcus met Angela at work. Yeah, and I think they developed something outside of work, but he met her at work mm-hmm. and that became a good thing for him. But at the same time, like you said, you had those other instances where he became the talk of the whole
0: office. Because office. Angela told everybody she they told every, yeah, She, told she was She was in the office like, yeah, girl, his butt this, he moves yeah. like this, he does this in the bed and everybody is looking and laughing at him and he felt like
1: and even with Lady Eloise didn't they didn't they find out about him and Lady Eloise oh
0: yeah El- Lady Eloise so, seduced him yeah. he thought he was gonna get a higher up position the position that find
1: out she ain't even really she's just the face yeah, of yeah he she thought just, he was
0: getting the position that Jacqueline was coming in yeah. for and Jacqueline was like um she just is here. Yep. She doesn't call any shots. Yeah, she's, she's just, just the someone, face. She's like, just the face. And we about to change that. So yeah. mm, you did that for nothing.
1: And then, and then you see also the moment when, because remember when he was on top of his game, remember the, the one ad agent, the crazy dude, mm-hmm. uh, he, he tried to put that really just racy campaign out. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh,
0: <laughs> he was crazy. When, they,
1: when the girls was like sucking on the lipstick and the yeah. bananas and the cherries and stuff like that. And he's like, "Uh, no, we got to tone this down. Then later on in the movie, when he was in his feelings and stuff, and all that stuff was happening at work. played him. Yeah, she played it. him, and yeah. that's his boss, and he's going in, and everybody's like, he's dealing with a lot at mm-hmm. that point. And then he gets to the point where it's like, the same guy tries to, he got another ad coming out. And he's just like, whatever. Do man, whatever you want to do. Do what you want to do.
0: He almost lost his job. He almost over lost that. his
1: job. In fact, Angela went to Jacqueline and was like, yo, you need to like, Do something because he's really this is affecting his work. She
0: basically was like, "Can you please stop playing with him? Can you
1: stop playing with him because this is affecting his work?" And actually, I mean, it was funny because I was really kind of a a woman to woman type thing because you know Jacqueline kind of took it as, "Oh, you like him, huh?" Yeah, and she probably did like him, but it was really on some like, "Look, his work is my friend,
0: and you're messing with absolutely right.
1: You messing around with him is affecting his work, Mm -hmm. and I think that's." The bad side of it, because that is. can happen also. Yeah. And then you you mess around and, and have a situation where, I mean, who, who's who got to go?
0: Yeah. You know,
1: once you create that bad environment, somebody <laughs> got to go. She got to go. You got to, you ha- yeah, in our situation.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: We met at the Birdo Center, which was the practice facility for the Chicago Bulls, mm-hmm. when I was drafted. We had our son, and at first, before we had our son, everything was... Like, cool. They were they thought it was all sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jerry Krause, rest in peace, Jerry Krause, he was like, Man, you know, I'm a hopeless romantic and I think this is cool that y'all got this going on, blah, blah, blah. You know, just you I know. think he
0: saw the benefits in it for the both of us yeah. because before you were drafted, I lost my mom and they were there for that. And, you yeah. know, I'm still coming to work and trying to fight through whatever I'm feeling. And then you come along and they felt like, oh wow, like this kid really cares about this girl and he wants to be with her and she could use like that pick-me-up and this would probably be great for both of them. That's right. how Jerry felt. But then um, we,
1: but then when the pregnancy happens...
0: Yeah, but, but he felt like that and so did like Pete Myers and B.J. Armstrong, right? right. But the other people in the office, they were hating because yeah. the other women in the office, it was in our contracts. Like, you cannot fraternize with the players, right? right. You're not supposed to date the players. Right. So they were feeling a way like shoot, I couldn't date you know someone. So why can she do right. it? Right,
1: no, for sure. But and and that's what I'm saying. Like I think you saw it be like an easygoing thing, a cool thing, a fairy tale type thing, and you saw it go from that to like, it's oh a yeah, problem. We got to figure this out. Yeah, and I was under contract. I wasn't going nowhere. I mean, you were under contract too, but our contracts were a little different.
0: Very different. You
1: know, so it was like you know, y'all got to figure this out.
0: Yeah. So they essentially felt like he he came to me one day, Jerry, and was like, you know, once they realized I was pregnant, like, it was fine when it was, you know, just you two dating. But now it's making everybody in here uncomfortable because this is obviously more than y'all just dating. And you're privy to a lot of information in here. And the last thing anybody wants is for you to be sharing things with Eddie that he's not supposed to know about. And so it's for that reason that, you know, basically y'all going to have to make a decision. Either you're going to be in this relationship or you're going to work here, but you can't do both.
1: Yeah. So now you take what was a budding career with an NBA team and you got to put that to the side.
0: That for me, I could see how like even for Marcus, it was damaging because he had worked his way up, you know, to like the top almost. You know, then Jacqueline comes in and takes the position he thought he was going to have and everything begins to crumble at his feet. And I felt, you know, in a lot of ways the same way, like, man, I I graduate college, I'm working this job, I'm making more money than I've made working part-time the whole time I was in school, even though I had more than one job, right? And I felt like there were things that I wanted that I knew I could attain if I just kept pushing through this like I don't know and it just got to the point where I was like dang like I really have to choose either my kid or my job because um, I'm pregnant and and it's like yeah Patrice you can't do
1: both so if you had to give advice to someone and they are on the verge of saying okay you know what my counterpart or whatever we're considering dating. What would your
0: my advice, advice would be? Make sure it's worth it, and make sure that How do you know. It's well, here is what I okay. Make sure that it's worth it for you. Make sure that you are ready to handle what comes along with it. Because for me, it was an adjustment period, and I think that's part of like what started our issues. You felt like, oh man, she's pregnant now; she's acting crazy. But I was really like. I felt like I was mourning all over again, you know, like I lost my mom. I had to mourn through that situation. Then I meet you and, you know, I feel like, oh, okay. I have this big teddy bear that's going to love me forever. And then I realize, like, man, I got to make a choice. Like, am I going to have this baby? And for you, it was like, you better have this baby. And for me, I'm thinking like, I'm pulling BJ to the side. Like, bro, like I, I don't think I want to choose a baby over, you know, my future, and he's like, I I just had a baby. Like last year, BJ would have been like, yeah, Patrice, like do what you got to do. Right. But this year, now that I have a child, like I understand the amount of joy that that child has brought into my life. I would never advise you to, you know, do the opposite. Like you're pregnant. God put that baby in you for a reason. I say, you know, you got to choose what's right. You know, jobs are going to come and go like you can do something else after this. So you know, that then I'm like, okay, there's my decision. But it still was hard for me because you're talking about a person who's only known what it was like to work. I see my parents getting up and going to work every day, all of my, you know, all my life. I worked since I was 14, all of high school, all of college. Like I had my own all the time. It was tough for me to make the decision to solely depend on you and put my everything into you when I just wasn't I wasn't completely sure if it was even going to be, you know, a forever thing.
1: Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So
0: I would say you have to be sure that regardless of if it works out or not, right? You got to be sure that it's worth it for you to take that chance and quite possibly lose everything you've worked so hard for and and have to start all over again.
1: That's what I would say. I think that you just got to be realistic about where things could go, worst case scenario. And I'm only talking worst case scenario when it comes to your job.
0: Yeah.
1: Worst case for me was, it was not, I I knew I wasn't gonna lose my job. I think worst case for you was something different, you know? So that was a different type of decision that you had to make, you know? It definitely helped that you had a boss. We had a boss that was like, okay with it. But even with that, we took it even a step further and then we had to make some decisions. So and I, I didn't think, walk
0: away with nothing. Like it wasn't like, okay, I'm gonna quit my job today and now Eddie has to do everything for me yeah. for, you know, starting right now today. Like I definitely, with the advice of some people, you know, who were older than me, I went back to to Jerry, like, okay, like I'll leave, right? But I can't leave with nothing. I can't leave and just have have to depend on Eddie to do everything for me. I'm pregnant. Yeah, no, I still need the bu- my health care. Yeah, no, the boys
1: the bulls were really like Incredible about just the whole situation, I think, from Jerry Reinsdorf, because nothing could have happened without him, to Jerry Krause. So, no, it it worked out. I think what's important to understand is that that don't happen to every situation. It doesn't. And a lot of situations, probably both people might lose their job. Right. You know, both people, you know, that job might see that as a, a bad thing for the company, a bad look for the company, and just a potential problem. In present day you can never create an environment like the one that Jacqueline created for uh Marcus <laughs> like that just couldn't happen in present yeah, day. she like, was
0: that was like some real sexual harassment yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and
0: on the regular like yeah, she could have lost her she job today she would have lost today her job for today. sure for sure um,
1: but not only lost her job she wouldn't have worked for any other ad yeah co- she'd have been iced out anywhere for real. it would have yeah. been over with for her yeah. and so I think that's important to take into account when you when you talk about having a workplace. Relationship, of what course, is it, it, it cost seems you? and it is really romantic. It's really convenient. I it mean, is shit. You, you see each other all the time. Yeah, I felt it, like it's different type of fantasies you yeah. might have. Man, I'm, you know, you man. When I see you later, I'm gonna do this yeah. to you, whatever the case may be. But like I said, at the same time, like man, you gotta really understand the gravity of what's happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it be,
0: could get ugly.
1: Be willing to walk away or be willing to ask. Because what walk if you're away. dating?
0: Right, at, and you're working with somebody, and then you guys end up hating each other, and you're still at work. Yeah, and then it becomes a toxic environment. Because I would have like, had to
1: get you fired.
0: You, what you mean?
1: If me and you weren't together,
0: uh huh. If
1: we would have broke up,
0: uh huh. And I you, started dating somebody oh, else. Man,
1: I would have had to get you fired. <laughs> I didn't, you were the first person that we saw when we came in the facility. Right. There's no way I I could have been okay.
0: You would have been a hater. Like I that? I would have said, Eddie?
1: Jerry, let me holler at you. Dang.
0: Homegirl got to go. She got to go. Dang. She got to go. Yeah, I know. You a hater.
1: I'm not a hater. I'm a man.
0: That's a hater. With
1: feelings and the ego and emotions. Yeah.
0: If you started and dating somebody else, I'd have, I'd have been like, all right. No, you wouldn't have. Yeah, I would have.
1: You'd have been sick.
0: Nah, I wouldn't have let you see I was sick or her. I would have. Both of y'all would have felt like, oh, Patrice don't care. No, nah, we would
1: have known you was you sick. You wouldn't
0: have known nothing. I probably would have just. Grab somebody in front of your y'all and emotions kiss
1: on your sleeve. Yeah, but
0: it just depends on what the like emotion is. You're right. I okay. do. I do. But I still wouldn't have. Okay, I'm lying. I probably back then, yeah, I wouldn't have, have been lost able to. It. I wouldn't have been able to. I probably would have beat her you'd have up. Turned, and that's, what you'd I have lost lost that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you would right. have lost my damn child. You're right. You
1: would have lost it. But you would have
0: just got me fired.
1: I probably would have.
0: I'd have got myself fired.
1: I'm telling you, I was very immature back then. Yes. Very. My ego probably would have got the best of me. My feelings probably would have got the best of me. And.
0: Okay, so even though it worked out for us, the workplace romance, right? Mm -hmm. It's probably something that you know you really have to be careful about.
1: Just think about it. Yeah, just just (laughs) you know, get your paper, put that
0: line down the middle and write out your pros and cons. Read
1: your contract. (laughs) See if it's in your contract. And
0: figure out if this is if the like on one side, if it works. What the, what the pros are and what the cons are on the other side. If it doesn't work, what the pros and cons yeah. are because Wait sometimes...
1: Because it ain't like you starting out in love anyway. Right. So that infatuation that...
0: Yeah, that lust.
1: That could pass. Yeah. That can get moved to another situation. You could see something else somewhere else. Yeah. But I think that um definitely better to...
0: Keep it out of work.
1: To keep it out of work mm-hmm. than it is to do something at the job and then, God forbid, it don't work out. Or employees catch wind of it because, you know, it's already a...
0: Because people got to talk. Yeah,
1: they got to talk. Like and it's already a real... Like, the workplace is a really competitive place. Yeah. And people are always looking for an advantage to to get, you know, hired or to advance to the mm-hmm. next place, man. So don't give them a reason. Mm. But, I mean, it, it was cool, though. I can't <laughs> lie. It was very cool. And it's pretty cool just to... I mean, it makes for a really good story, Mm -hmm. Um, just about when you talk about the beginning of our relationship and how it started and stuff like that. Like, Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Do you feel like it was any downsides other than obviously losing your job? I mean, that's pretty, that's as down as it gets. I mean, before
0: losing my job, I think the downsides were, like, say there was, we were arguing over something, right? I can remember one day we got into an argument. I don't remember why we were arguing, but it was the dead of summertime. It was hot as heck outside. Like, and, I spent the night at your house and, you know, I get up to go to work. It's like around the corner from the facility. And I was mad at you. And before I left the house, (laughs) do you remember this, Eddie? Before I left the house, I turned the heat on as high as it could go. What? I turned the heat on. (laughs) I turned the heat on. I opened the windows and you woke up in a pool of sweat. What? And (laughs) you came to work. By the time the day was over, you know, it was just like, man, when I woke up, the heat was on this morning. And, I'm, and, you know, eventually it got to the point where I was like, you know, your friends were like, you did that shit, didn't you, Patrice? And I was like, yep.
1: Wow. And
0: then they were like, I can't believe you would do something like that. I'm like, yeah, well, believe it. I did it. I turned that heat up high as hell. But anyway, that day, like, we didn't communicate like we normally would. Like, after practice you would leave and you know be on my dang phone you know calling me the whole time like Eddie I'm at work I gotta go like I'm just still trying to hide this you know so the downsides are like when there's an issue within the relationship you still have to try to like keep it business as usual and you also have to try to not let the people around you see that it's an issue because you know that could happen too but I say for the most part like just like in any relationship, there's going to be ups and downs, highs and lows, and when you're at work and you can't like break away from that mess for a little bit, like
1: because I mean you didn't have no off days, so it was right. like whenever I was at practice, you was there.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it was like, like you said, we might be arguing, we might not be seeing eye to eye about something. Still got to see me though. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> I couldn't get away from
1: you. Could get away.
0: I mean, so yeah, there are downsides to dating somebody that you work with, um, which is all the more reason why you need to make sure what you're doing is, you know, serving you. It's for the right reasons.
1: This was Boomerang, guys. The classic. Eddie Murphy. Martin Lawrence.
0: Robin Gibbons. Robin Gibbons.
1: Gibbons, Halle Berry. Halle Berry. She,
0: me, her. Tisha Campbell. Tisha
1: Campbell. Eartha Kitt. John Witherspoon. Chris Rock. Like, this was crazy.
0: Classic black love film. And we
1: are at the end. So at the end, we do our our thing. And our thing is to rate this movie.
0: We're rating this movie on four different levels of love. How much love we How saw in this movie. much love
1: was in this film? We don't rate our movies based off of like, oh, did we like the movie? Did we loved the movie anyway. That's why we watched it. The movie was great. That's why we watched it. But we do we do realize that there's a certain amount of love in every film, mm-hmm. and so we rate this movie based off of love.
0: So, a small bag of caramel and cheddar popcorn is a small amount of love. A medium bag is a medium amount of love. Mm-hmm. A large bag of that Chicago mix, that caramel and cheddar, is a large amount of love. And where we come from, we can go to Garrett's and get us a jumbo tin of popcorn with that caramel and cheddar mix. And if we get a jumbo, that means we saw a jumbo amount of love, amount of love. in this film. So I'm going to ask you first, Eddie.
1: Okay, I get to go first. You go first.
0: What okay. size popcorn are you getting? Oh,
1: man. Let me see. What size popcorn am I, am I going to get? Mm-hmm. I would say jumbo
0: shut the front door I
1: gotta say Jumbo only because only because throughout the movie throughout the movie it was so much going on and Eddie Murphy Marcus did so much in this movie that I think that the fact that he was able to still rejoin and get back with Holly Berry at the end I think it had to be a lot of love to do that Wow. Had they not gotten together at the end, I would say it wasn't that much love in the movie. But the fact that love conquered all in this movie, I'm giving it jumbo.
0: Okay, that's a good way to look at it. But for me, this was a medium bag of caramel and cheddar mix popcorn mm. because Marcus, Eddie Murphy's character, didn't really realize the love until the end. Okay. Yeah, he was comfortable with her. They were having fun. They were, you know, learning each other in the middle. Towards the end of the movie, but in the beginning, it wasn't no love. He was, he was just humping around. And but,
1: but can you? But do you? You don't think he was looking for love though in this movie?
0: He was definitely looking, he was for, looking love, for love. But that's but.
1: He,
0: but to me, I balance mine off of how much love throughout the was movie. there, not you know, the projections, or what was on the hunt. Like, for me, it was like, okay, in the beginning, there was no love. Right? It was like fun time for him. And it was fun time for Jacqueline. You know, she wasn't trying to be in love either. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Halle Berry's character, Angela, she came in and she, like, loved on this man and helped him. But, that was just for half of the movie. So in the beginning of the movie it wasn't a lot of love for me. I wasn't eating my popcorn. Wow. I was eating my popcorn when things got good.
1: I think this movie had love in it. I'm sorry.
0: I mean, that's cool. And we got different opinions. Yeah,
1: for sure. And like we said in the beginning, we're gonna disagree sometimes.
0: Yeah, and if I feel like, you know, I finished my popcorn and you still have something and I want popcorn. some more, like I'm just gonna pour a little bit of your jumbo in my medium you had bag. An
1: opportunity you had an opportunity to see this movie exactly how I did <laughs> and get you a jumbo size amount of popcorn mm. and be able to have enough popcorn to eat during the movie and the take home with you and, and everything yeah, else and yeah. you didn't see it. So, listen, That's guys, we, take we, we appreciate you guys rocking with us today. Mm-hmm. This was Boomerang, Boomerang, Eddie Murphy's Boomerang, incredible movie, incredible cast, iconic, iconic cameos. I recommend this movie to everybody. But listen, thank you for joining us. This was Carmel and cheddar. Mm-hmm. Like, comment, subscribe, uh, leave, share, share,
0: tell your friends to tell their friends,
1: tell everybody. All yeah. right,
0: and and if and, you, and if you have any suggestions,
1: always looking for suggestions, always looking for new films. ideas, new films. Yeah, it's got to be love though. All love. It's got to be love. If it ain't love, we don't want it. All right. right? Carmel and Cheddar Mane. We forever made it's carmel and Cheddar Mane. A forever thing is carmel and Cheddar Mane. We forever made it's carmel and Cheddar Mane. The Players tribute.com